You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 175. Today we're going to be doing a book excerpt from my book, New Testament Snapshots, and I'm going to be sharing a chapter entitled Rufus. Now, New Testament Snapshots is a collection of studies on 12 of the lesser-known characters in the New Testament. I mean, we all know the stories. If you've read the Bible, you know, we all know the stories about Jesus and his disciples and or at least most of them. Uh, We know about Peter, we know about Paul, we know about some other key figures in the New Testament. But there's so many people who are mentioned in the New Testament that we could actually study, but we just don't think that there's enough information to really learn about them. But um, this this book kind of lets you see that we can dig in under the surface and really find out a lot about some of these awesome people that we read about in the New Testament. And Rufus is one of those guys. So this is the chapter, Rufus, from New Testament Snapshots. The Apostle Paul's letter to the Romans is usually considered the most important and influential of all his writings. Many scholars would argue that Romans is the most important letter in the New Testament. And this may very well be true. Paul explains the Christian faith in Romans like he does nowhere else. Romans is the high point of Paul's theological thought. So much of our theology is derived from Romans. It's hard to imagine Christianity without this letter. The letter to the Romans also influenced the salvation of Augustine, Martin Luther, and John Wesley, among others. In most of Paul's letters, he included greetings to various individuals in the church that he was writing to. The last chapter of Romans, the 16th, provides an extended list of Paul's shout-outs. He gave his greetings to around 30 people in the city of Rome and also mentioned five different house churches located there. Even though he had not yet visited Rome, Paul was very familiar with the church there and had many friends in that city. We will highlight two of Paul's closest friends, Priscilla and Aquila, in a later chapter. He mentioned their house church here in Romans chapter 16. One of the most interesting shout-outs that Paul gave in this chapter is in verse 13. This is Romans 16, 13. Greet Rufus, whom the Lord picked out to be his very own, and also his dear mother, who has been a mother to me. 
So many of the people that Paul speaks of are not mentioned anywhere else in the New Testament. We are very fortunate, however, to find out a little bit more about Rufus in Mark's Gospel. And this is from Mark's Gospel, chapter 15, verse 21. A passerby named Simon, who was from Cyrene, was coming in from the countryside just then, and the soldiers forced him to carry Jesus' cross. Simon was the father of Alexander and Rufus. And that was, again, Mark fifteen twenty one. Both Matthew's and Luke's accounts of the crucifixion also mention Simon being forced to carry the cross for Jesus. It is only in Mark's gospel, however, that Simon's sons are identified, Alexander and Rufus. As we mentioned in the last chapter on John Mark, it's commonly understood that Mark wrote his gospel for the Christians in the city of Rome. We also discussed in the last chapter on John Mark that he likely wrote his gospel while he was working with the Apostle Peter in Rome. Clearly, Mark mentioned, Mark's mention of Simon of Cyrene, sons, would have meant something for the reader or the hearer of this letter in the Christian community in Rome. The original reader would have immediately recognized these names. With Paul's mention of Rufus and his mother, two facts seem to emerge. First of all, at least one of Simon of Cyrene's sons and his wife were prominent members of the Roman church. The second fact is that Paul seems to know them well. Paul said that the Lord had picked, the Greek word is elected, Rufus to be his very own. It's likely that Lucas was well known in the church and based on the context of the chapter, it's probable that he was one of the leaders in the Christian community in Rome. Paul also, Paul also has some very kind words for Rufus's mother. He says that she has been a mother to me. These comments from the apostles seem to indicate that he had spent some time with Rufus and his mother. We're not given any information about where they might have connected. As the Gospel of Mark makes clear, Simon of Cyrene had been in Palestine. He could have lived there for some time with his family before relocating to Rome. This may have been where Paul got to know them. The Apostle Paul had not yet visited Rome at the time he wrote this letter to them. Most scholars understand that the letter to the Romans is written partially as an introduction of himself from Paul to the Roman church. Paul does not mention Rufus's father, Simon, in this passage in Romans. This letter was probably written a little over 20 years after Jesus' crucifixion, and Simon may have died by this point. This makes Paul mention of Rufus and his mother even more significant. As Christianity spread further and further away from Jerusalem, it was becoming more and more uncommon to find eyewitnesses and direct links to the events of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. Palestine is a long way from Rome. Those eyewitnesses to Jesus' life, ministry, 
death and resurrection who were still alive in Palestine were not a viable resource for the believers in faraway Rome. Rufus, however, provided them with one of those direct links back to Jesus. One can only imagine what it would have been like to hear Rufus recount what his father had told him about being forced to carry Jesus' cross and what he had witnessed on that fateful day in Jerusalem. His eyewitness account of the crucifixion would have been something that anyone who heard it would never have forgotten. One also wonders if perhaps Mark used Simon of Cyrene or Rufus as sources for his gospel. As was mentioned before, most of Mark's gospel is thought to be a recording of Simon Peter's testimony of his time with Jesus. During the time of Jesus' execution, though, Peter had disappeared from the scene after denying Jesus the night before. There's no indication that Peter witnessed any of the events of the crucifixion. Perhaps it was the other Simon, the one who had been forced to carry Jesus' cross, who provided the details of Jesus' death for Mark. If Simon of Cyrene had passed away, then his son Rufus might have been the one to help Mark fill in the gaps as he wrote his gospel. Discussion questions. Was there a person in your life whose story helped bring you to Christ? Number two, how has your story impacted other people's lives? Number three, has someone recently helped you carry your cross? And number four, have you ever been able to help carry a friend's cross? Well, now it's your turn. I'd love to hear your feedback on the story of Rufus. And of course, if you'd like to learn more, just go to davidspell.com, click on the link in the show notes for New Testament snapshots and check it out. It's currently available in ebook. It'll be available as a paper book later this year, but by all means, check it out. I know you'll love it. While you're at davidspell.com, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter so that we can stay in touch. Well, friends, thanks for being with me today, and I look forward to seeing you again next time on Leading and Learning.